On this episode of Off Course Agility, I'll just be addressing a few tidbits from uh, my recent past. I'm going to talk a little bit about AKC Nationals that I watched online. I'm going to have a comment or two about going to just one day, but going to uh, an actual agility trial. It's been a long time for me. I'm going to talk about a top secret NADAC issue. And uh, I'll just have a final quick wrap-up. So uh, it's just me talking. Uh, the next episode, I will have a guest. So if you want to skip this episode, be my guest. So if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you know that I've only ever done NADAC agility. But at the end of March, I had noticed that the AKC Nationals were on ESPN. I don't know why, but I wasn't able to watch it at whatever time it was on. Maybe there was some other program I wanted to watch. I don't recall. So I didn't see it live on my uh, cable system on ESPN when it was broadcast. But I decided to Google it. So I Googled AKC Nationals 2011 ESPN, and I found... I found that I could watch it online. So I did have to provide my cable system information to enable the player to show it to me. But you also might be able to watch the AKC Nationals if you'd like, um, doing what I did. Or maybe you have another method of seeing them. I don't know all the various outlets that might be available on. Anyway, I watched the... Uh, show. And uh, I don't think it was the same as the broadcast. I think some of the commercials had been cut out because the online was only a little bit over an hour and a half. There were very short like commercial breaks, but not the normal four minute breaks that you get when you watch a television show these days. Anyway, they had two sportscasters. One was Carolyn Mano, who I believe is an ESPN. She might be on SportsCenter. I think she's been on NBC. I really didn't know the woman. And the expert um, sportscaster they had was Terry Simmons, who I don't know real well, but I've seen him before and heard him before. I believe when I've watched some Westminster Kennel Club agility out of New York in the past, I believe Terry Simmons may have been the uh, other person that was doing it. I don't remember who was with him with the Westminster one. Um, I know in 2017, he did run a dog at AKC Nationals because during the broadcast of the uh, AKC Nationals, they actually showed a little clip that was from Four-Legged Flicks. I was like, oh, that's from Four-Legged Flicks, which is uh, who was at the 2019 NADAC Championships and did a very good job of uh, doing videos. I know my sister was pleased in what she received from Four-Legged Flicks. <laughs> Four-Legged Flicks. Anyway, my observations of watching uh, the AKC Nationals, not being an AKC handler, where the dogs were very fast. Uh, but the dogs are very fast at NADAC champs, too. When you get to the elite level, it's always, you know, dogs are fast. Uh, I did notice the obstacles were a bit different. You know, they had a tire. They had a teeter. 
And they had a panel jump and triple jumps, things you do not see in NADAC. The course was, uh, I would say, very turny, had very tight turns. It had at least one backside in it, which uh, you do not see in NADAC. Um, I train, where I train, it, it really teaches more of a NADAC style course, and, and we I do backsides with my dog Trace. I don't do them very well. <laughs> I always think, oh, I'd never see this in NADAC. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to train things that you may not see. You never know when training might come in useful for something else, or who knows, maybe someday I go somewhere else. Anyway, the course was very turny, like I said, very tight. And uh, it was interesting to watch that and see the course. Also, they had, uh, which you don't usually see in NADAC, they had one tunnel where it was like a curved, I'll say like a 180 type tunnel, where you came off, I think it was you came off the dog walk, and you actually had to run past the first entrance of the tunnel to the far end of the tunnel and go into that. That's also something you don't generally see in NADAC that... Uh, at least I certainly don't remember ever seeing anything like that. Yet, I also do it in training where I train because often the course is an AKC-style course. Another observation I noticed was most of the dogs I watched, they all did seem to, no, I won't say all, most of the dogs did run naked, very similar to NADAC. Not all. I noticed uh, when we got to the bigger dogs that were jumping like 24 inches uh sometimes their collars were left on and i think maybe some of the small dogs uh the first set of dogs the small dogs which i think started at inch eight inches uh mostly all were pekingese and uh, no i'm sorry papillons i can't remember my dogs papillons they were mostly all papillons and uh they seem to have uh some of them may have had their collar on they have more hair you can't always tell uh, but uh, definitely some of them were running uh, naked i noticed there wasn't a ton of distance uh, i did see if you know I did see handlers layering things and uh, getting distance, like maybe when the dog was on the dog walk and things. But, uh, you know, there was no real large distance displays. Uh, of course, with a tight and turny course, it's not, you know, you're not, gonna, you're not necessarily going to see that. It was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I will say everyone had masks on. Even the sportscasters, Carolyn Mano and Terry Simmons, they were wearing masks. They, the competitors were wearing masks even when they ran the course. So uh, I was very, uh, you know, remember this is March. I don't know what the regulations in Oklahoma are, but uh, I imagine that masks are required inside. And uh, from what I saw, everyone had a mask on. The judge, the competitors, uh, the limited audience that I saw, it looked like everyone was wearing masks. I did notice that, um, as in NADAC, I would say uh, most of the competitors, I'd say, were women. There was quite a few men. There were quite a few men. Uh, I don't know if it was more or less than you see at NADAC champs, 
Um, it seemed like when you got to the bigger dogs, and I may be wrong, you know, but uh, my memory was that there were more men with the bigger dogs than there were with the smaller dogs. I wouldn't say that in general I've noticed that, but that was what I observed watching the AKC Nationals. I, you know, also watching the judge and listening to the sportscasters, it's interesting to see, you know, a different venue where a number of dogs did get called on a refusal. You know, they would come up to the jump and for some reason, maybe they spun away from it or whatever. And then eventually the handler put them back over. But the judge would raise that arm uh, indicating that was a refusal. So that's something you don't see in NADAC. Um, I saw one dog that was called uh, for getting off the teeter before it had come down to the bottom. Obviously, you don't see that in NADAC because there's no teeter. But I do remember the days when there was a teeter, and I do remember that was also the criteria in NADAC back when there was a teeter, was that you couldn't get off the teeter on the down ramp before that teeter came, you know, to at least hit the ground. And as I said, the dogs were fast. They almost all were fast. They had some that were a little bit uh, slower. I don't know if they had a, a group of older dogs in there. I know the commentary at one point was like, you know, this dog's like, I think it was like eight or nine or 10 years old. And they were saying, these dogs have been doing agility for the whole week. And yeah, it's probably true. Um, so I did notice there were one or two dogs that were a bit slower. So I don't know. You know, if that was uh, that section that they were competing against older dogs or whether they just had made it into finals, but they had run out of gas. I don't know. The other thing is in AKC, and once again, I don't know anything about AKC. The, the last competition group was the 24C, which I just found as interesting. So the dogs were jumping 24 inches, yet they actually measured into a lower group, I guess, is the way I understood it. And the explanation that the commentators, sportscasters had on the show was that uh, these people were interested in doing international competitions. I don't know anything about international competition. I guess maybe the jump heights are higher there. But once again, being a, a NADAC person who sees a lot of dogs running at lower jump heights and believing that, and me personally believing that's a pretty decent idea to jump a lower height, um, seeing dogs jump 24 inches is, is uh, you know, that's, that's the rules of the co that, that venue. And the, the dogs were doing it fine, but it's just those jumps are high. 24 inches is high. Uh, you know, the highest we ever see in NADAC is 20, so you're at another four inches. And, and in NADAC, it's even rare, I'd say, to see the 20-inch jumps. You do, but in a lot of trials I go to, there's not, uh, sometimes there are no dogs jumping at 20 inches. 16 is often the highest uh, I see. That's my comments about the AKC Nationals. I definitely enjoyed watching it. It's always fun to watch dogs. Uh, running with their partners and uh, having a fun time doing it because the dogs were having fun, you know. And it was interesting watching a different uh, course style and handling um, that I'm not used to. 
so I enjoyed it. So if 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 you didn't get a chance to see it, uh, like I said, you might be able to Google and find it and uh, watch it on on your own, maybe through an ESPN app or through um, online through the ESPN if you have a cable provider. Anyway, good luck with that. So I've done something in 2021 that I never did in 2020. I've gone to an agility trial. I went to my first NADAC agility trial since 2019. And uh, it was different. The COVID regulations, uh, this was uh, a trial at an inside location, a barn, a barn setting where normally people are able to crate inside the barn area where the, the ring is. And, uh, you know, you, you have the trial and some people work from their cars, you know, as, as all trials, some people choose to work from their cars and there's some stalls that lead into the barn area and, uh, they're not used by horses anymore. So, uh, it's actually some people that are members of the, the club that sponsors the trial. They sometimes uh, have their dogs crated in these stalls, which that was, I believe, still the case this time. But nobody was crating uh, in the actual uh, ring area, which was quite a bit different. So uh, working from the car, the big difference for me was I didn't see as much of the trial as I normally would. Uh, I came in and out. They had a short briefing in the morning. Everyone was masked. I'd say most people did very well with the masking. Um, this was in New York, so uh, it was a very small trial. There weren't a lot of people, but it was exciting going to a trial. Uh, my sister and I, we only signed up for the one day, the Saturday of it, and we did not even do all the classes, so we bugged out at the end. I think the trial, I think it was double run, I think. I know there were two jumpers. I think there were two hoopers. Then I believe there were two barrelers. It might have been one barrelers. And then there was a weavers. And then I believe, um, then I believe it was regular. Now, my sister's dog, Belle, she's, she's, you know, she's like seven years old now. So she's not uh, a spring chicken. And I know my sister didn't want to enter. She, you know, she would, she actually did pretty good. Bell did good getting some elite regular cues with VTs last year. So she didn't really see the need or, you know, big desire to try. And she didn't think Bell would have anything left, no gas in the tank at the end of the day. So uh, she didn't, uh, we decided not to do regular. I didn't do it with Trace, my dog. And didn't sign up for that. So we bugged out after the weavers. And I, because my dog is uh, Trace, and as I've mentioned, where I train, we, we don't see a lot of hoops. Um, so I wasn't doing hoopers. I wasn't touching hoopers. So the only thing I signed up for was um, the two jumpers that started the day. But we're in intro. I signed up for intro. And uh, we did weavers. 
So I was actually quite happy with how my dog, Trace, he did pretty good in the jumpers when he ran the course. He ran it with a lot of speed, and he did really well. It was a very simple intro jumper course. It was essentially like a horseshoe, or just it was just like a loop. Um, so you started, you did the loop, and you came around. But he ran with good speed and gave me a little distance, and I was quite pleased. And actually, because I didn't quite go close enough to the one jump on, I believe it was the second run. We had a little bobble there. But that was my bad. Uh, I was pushing it, and I shouldn't have. Uh, the issue that we have, you know, I have. he's a young dog, and I still have issues with him. In 2019, I mean 2020, we didn't do anything. Um, so our start line was not good. It wasn't good. He uh, When I took him off, he kind of wandered back toward the judge. <laughs> the judge kind of did a little bit of a step or two forward, kind of, you know, I gave him a little bit of a, you know, a, a physical type, which I appreciated a little physical presence. And I kind of called him and he just started through the, through the, and took the first jump and we were off. And he did pretty good. On the leashing up, he did pretty good. So I was pleased with that. Uh, it was just the start. On the second one, he, he also had a little bit of an issue where he didn't. So that's my bad. Training. Uh, and it's one of my problems. When I'm at, <laughs> I, it's just my psychological wiring that, you know, I'm paying my $14 or whatever it is to run somewhere. I have a hard time trying to train the start where I know if I get him started, he'll run the course. But if I don't address it, it's going to be a problem and a factor for the long term. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. My issue. But anyway, just saying, it was really good to be at a real trial and having some fun uh, and getting to see my agility peeps. You know, of course, we're masked, but I had short conversations with a number of people, and it was, it was really uh, good to, to be, uh, be at an actual trial. And I'm looking forward to being able to do uh, a few more this year. I don't know if we'll be back to our full amount that we've done in the past, but it will be really nice to be able to do some agility trials. And I hope wherever you are that you also are able to get to some actual real trials. They are a lot of fun. And it's where you see other issues, like your start problems and things like that. Anyway... I hope we all get to do more of it in the future. I'm going to mention one final thing. Uh, I don't know if I'm letting a cat out of the bag, but I'm going to do it anyway. Lately, there's been a, a bit of activity on the NADAC forum. It, the NADAC forum is always going through cycles. Sometimes there's more posts than others. Uh, lately, there's been a you know, not a lot, not a ton, but there's been some activity on the NADAC forum. Um, I even posted once or twice. Don't remember what it was on. I think one was on a VT question. And anyway, there's been some posts on the, the NADAC forum. However, uh, my sister's also on it. Uh, you know, she, she follows it a bit. So she noticed something and mentioned it to me. She's like, uh, it was in like the, uh, I don't know, it was a, con uh, it was a, conversation thread whatever you want to call it about uh, equipment and uh, someone was asking about equipment and where to get it and I don't remember the details 
But on one of the posts, and I don't know who posted it, there was like this reference that said Chris Nelson posted, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah in the other forum. And my sister goes, what does that mean, other forum? I was like, I don't know. Well, my sister Leanne's a pretty good detective. <laughs> She's, you know, she... So anyway, she kind of took it upon herself to look into something, and uh, she found a uh, YouTube video from Chris Nelson that was talking about this other forum. So it turns out, I, as I said, I'm not, I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag or nothing. I would say that NADAC is in beta testing for a new forum for NADAC. And if you want to go take a peek, listen closely. It's at nadacforum.com. nadacforum.com. I might put a link in the show notes. Anyway, if you go there, you will see that there is a new forum-like thing. It is very Facebooking, Facebook-like. Uh, I'm not a Facebooker, uh, but it's Facebook-like. And uh, my sister actually already signed in, made it, you know, put her user ID in there, and just to see a little bit more what it, what it was like. And at this point, Chris is testing it, and there's, but there are like 239 people as of you know just recently that are signed into this new forum. And there, there's some legitimate posts, and Chris Nelson is testing on it. And I think the intent is to actually do away with the other forum. Now, I'm just going to say my comments, because this is my podcast. I'll just say, I believe Chris will have a little bit of pushback on that, because uh, it's not Facebook, it's a forum, but it's very much like Facebook. So I know some people will love the one thing you can do that people have said on the old forum, I wish there was a like button. Well, there is now. There's a like button. So if you post something and somebody likes it, they can like it. Just like, you know, like Facebook. You can follow people, you can follow topics, but it's not like an old forum structure where you had, you know, this is the general conversation area, this is the training area. This is the championship question area. It didn't have those topic areas where people would then add a subject and post, and there would be a thread about that, though is, uh, I'll say, easy to file. And I will admit, I'm a bit old school, so I kind of like old forums. I know they're old, <laughs> old technology, but... Uh, you got to remember, I started in NADAC when there was no NADAC forum. It was a NADAC list server. So the forum was actually a list server. You got a daily digest of emails with people's questions and comments and things in it. Uh, and then the forum came along, which was an improvement. Now it looks like uh, NADAC is going to move to this new forum. I'm not sure what the underlying software is that's running it. All I can say is it's very much Facebook-like. So if you're a user of Facebook, 
you, you're probably going to like it. If you're not, you're old school <laughs> like me, or even older school, uh, or you don't have a, I don't know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not sure about an internet connection, but I don't know if it'll, this will be better or, you know, for a slower internet connection or not. I don't know. I mean, the old form, I think, wasn't horrible in that regard. And I know just based on the little bit I looked at this new forum, I think it's going to be a little bit harder to follow topics. Um, yeah, you can set the thing to send you emails and notifications and things like that, but you don't have to do that on the new forum. You know, you come on there uh, if, you know, you log in or, you know, just keep your browser and it's logged in. Uh, it, it remembers. It knows what the new topics are that you haven't seen and if you know anybody posted in some topic that was there the last and you might have read you click the little new button it goes to the last thing in that in that thread let's say um i'm not so sure this new one is going to have like threads like that um so anyway that's my comments uh if you want to check it out i think it might just be in beta i don't know if he's going to clear all the stuff that's in this forum before he releases it for real and chris if you didn't want this out of the bag i'm sorry but it was there to publicly discover so nadacforum.com uh if you want to check out the uh, login or whatever and see the the new forum um looks like it will be coming perhaps in the future And I'm just going to wrap it up real quick here. As I mentioned, uh, there's been a bit of uh, conversations on the NADAC forum. One of them actually involved uh, mention of the AKC Nationals. Uh, as I said, they had Sportscaster. Now remember, this was broadcast on ESPN across the country. It was not uh, just live streamed. It was actually being broadcast on ESPN, the uh, cable, you know, sports provider, or through the satellites and or you know wherever the people pick up ESPN. So they had sportscasters on there, and they were commenting about the the finals that were being run out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the NADAC forum. Uh, a person who watched the AKC. Uh, broadcast or maybe watched it streaming, uh, had made a, a forum topic about it'd be nice if NADAC had sportscasters on, which might be nice, but um, NADAC Champs is not really broadcast. I mean, over all the years I've uh, watched NADAC Championships, and I've watched probably more years than I've gone. I've attended to as a spectator. Um, the first one I went to was Three Pines Network that was doing the video recording for uh, the competitors so that they could buy videos of their runs. And most recently, in 2019, out at Springfield, Ohio, NADAC had uh, gotten Four-Legged Flicks to do it. And Four-Legged Flicks was live streaming the runs, which was really, really, you know, really good. And uh, Four-Legged was picking up the audio from the actual arena. So you were getting the PA announcer, which is really good. Now, I'll say, you know, most of the time, the PA, uh, the way it worked that year and the way it's going to work in 2021, if we have champs, is the PA announcer might just be announcing elite most of the time. So the pre-elite people, the announcer may be announced once or twice on the pre-elite ring. Uh, 
But so if your dog was running, you might have heard you might have heard the announcer talking about a dog that wasn't yours. But you got a nice video of your own dog if you were in pre-elite or if you were in elite the time that they were uh, doing the pre-elite. And the announcers at NADAC uh, really work off an information sheet that the exhibitors, uh, the competitors, uh, provide to them. So they talk about your dog, you know, maybe where the dog came from, things like that. You know, they have a, a whole list of it. And it's really interesting, and you learn a little bit about the handler, possibly a little bit about the dog. And they, NADAC announcers, in the, you know, do a really good job. So I have no, no quarrels with the, the NADAC, which uh, in mo most recently has uh, been Sam Leitz. And I think uh, Scott Whittington uh, has been doing it in some of the recent past. Uh, prior to that, uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to remember all the people, but there's been other people. And everyone that I ever heard on the live stream or whatever did, did a good job. Um, but I, I'm not sure how you could put a sportscaster onto the live stream, uh, even for the finals rounds. Maybe you could have the PA announcer do a slightly different deal. But uh, anyway, read the forum. Read, go to the NADAC forum if you want to read the, the, the topic about that. Um, but going back to giving feedback and things like that, I, if, if you want to send me any feedback, you can do so by sending me an email to offcourse at optimum.net. And that email is always in the show notes. One final, final thought I have here is, as I mentioned, I did go to real trial. Um, before I was going to that trial, I was thinking, is there a way I can get the competitors at this trial to give me a voice, you know, that I could use in my podcast talking about the trial? It's a thought that's been occurring to me. Um, for going to actual trials uh, to maybe bring some of that back onto the podcast and looking down the road to championships. So I do have a possible idea of maybe trying to use a phone number where people at the trial, after the trial, you know, later after the end of the day, they want to just comment about the trial and, uh, you know, tell me a funny story or something great about your trial experience. I'm thinking of doing that. So if you're at a trial, and remember I'm on the East Coast, uh, my next trial might be Skyline. I don't know if I'm going yet. I haven't sent in the entry form yet. Uh, not Skyline. That's where I just was in March. I'm sorry. Uh, Playbow will probably be the next trial I go to. I'm, if you see a, a sign with a phone number about Off Course Agility Podcast, take down the phone number. And if you want to comment, send me uh, a you know, funny story that happened at the trial or a great experience. Maybe you were running, uh, maybe it was your first time running a, at NADAC or maybe it was you, you were running the dog for a first time. Anyway, things like that. I'd love to bring that type of comments uh, with actual voices into this podcast. So it's a thought for me uh, trying to think how I can do that. A phone number might be the easiest thing. So, and I, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, maybe doing something like that out at Champs to get voices uh, back. But we'll see. Anyway, if you're going to an actual trial or you're doing some uh, videotaped runs, I wish you happy trialing. <laughs>